some kind of magic, 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 magic. Okay. Um, hi, how are you? Mm, mm. I think so. I think it was quite the introduction, but I might have to face you a bit closer to me because otherwise people will not hear us. Nothing ever works with the setup on the first try. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Hi. Um, I guess before we begin, we should introduce ourselves, yeah? Uh, so, hi, my name is Sandra, welcome to my mixtape. I'm tired, and you are? Alan, gender, men, shame, age. And this is Capitalism. Capitalism. Thanks. Thanks. I hate it. it. <laughs> Matching the energy. <laughs> Man, this, this episode is going to be quite the rant. I don't know... Uh, how far we're going to get into discrimination, uh, anger, assault, and everything. So everyone take this with a grain of salt. Um, I might actually take a note of when mixtape of the week and stuff like that is so that um, everyone can kind of skip forward and stuff. But other than that, I'm not going to give much guidance. Uh, it's just been a weird week. I'm not even going to say weird. It's been an annoying week. It's been an annoying been a week. hellish week. Exactly. 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 So, um, my name is Sandra. Welcome to my mixtape. I'm tired. Did we do that yet? Yeah, we did. I'm extra tired for y'all. Um, so. What have I missed with you? Because we've actually been a bit distant this week because we've been so busy. Yeah. Um, not too much. Like I said, I had a pretty awful week. I don't really want to get into it. But I do know one thing that um, I can't submit a lab report because I never got a kit in the mail. And none of my professors are replying to me in any of my emails. So... That's fun. Yeah, that's that's funky fresh. Um, I was gonna say, did anyone else in your class complain of the same problem? Yeah, like a few people were saying that they haven't got theirs yet, and other people were saying, well, obviously you can't do the experiment, so you won't get into much trouble because you don't have it yet. But yeah, pretty much my entire week has been checking the mail mm. and getting angry, and then. Remembering to say, let go of emotions. Just have none. I like how you say that, whereas I'm like, I can't control other people. I can only control my response to them. Oh. That's probably a more mentally stable version of what I do. Just bottle it all up and then chuck it in the bin. Please thank therapy for that because... <laughs> I used to be the kind of person that I'd be crying while telling a harshly traumatic story and every few minutes I'd be like, oh, sorry. Trauma. Trauma. This week, in terms of, like, work, I've been grand. 
personal relationships, grand, but outside um, circumstances have just, society. yeah, society, um, boys will be boys culture, they just had a bad day culture, it just, it's not it for me. Don't appreciate the vibes. Exactly. But on a more positive note, I was walking outside um, uh, the day before yesterday and it was sunny and I looked at our plants and I realized that my mom did manage to uh, grow parsley. Yes, I showed my dad and he's like, that's not parsley. And I was like, it is parsley. I know for a fact it's parsley. And he's like, it doesn't look like parsley. And then man took a bit of it and smelled it and was like, oh yeah, it looks like parsley. I I love him. I... <laughs> oh my god. I feel like I went through the exact same thing with my parents this week. Um yeah. I woke up this I woke up a few days ago, right? Mm-hmm. And five minutes later I come downstairs and my dad's like, Come on, Dad, we're going on a walk and I'm like, huh? And my brain doesn't wake up an hour past when I wake up, like sometimes you'll know in the podcast when I have a brain, awake brain and when I don't. Yeah. But yeah, so my brain takes like an hour to reboot. So when I was like, okay, let's go on a walk. And I was like, okay, let me just wash my face. And then I washed my face and I got ready. And my mom yelled at me. She was like, Zan, do you want to come or not? Or should we just go? And I'm like, no, no, I want to come. And then I realized my phone was out of charge and I still didn't have headphones. So I was like, okay, I'll bring a book. My parents told me to leave the book because I'll look like a psychopath. And I was like, okay, fair enough. I put it back. I was in a bit of a temperament at that point. I was like, oh, I don't have anything to do on this walk. Yeah. So I'm kind, of, kind of trying to wake myself up. So obviously I'm dragging my feet, kind of slumped and slow and walking. Yeah. And I'll admit, I do have a. It did seem like I was a pretty in a pretty awful mood, which I wasn't. It was just how I was acting. Just energy-wise. Yeah. Like, my resting face is already, like, pretty mad-looking. Yeah. And then I had low energy. And my friend's like, if you don't want to be here, then just go home. And then they yelled at me to go home. And I didn't realize that for the past two days, my parents weren't speaking to me because I've been studying for my exams. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I just realized it this morning when my dad called me. And he's like, Kazan. I don't want you to act like that anymore. And I was like, you were mad at me this whole time? And what did he say? I never asked him that. I was just like, oh yeah, I totally know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> folks, um, just just in general, everyone, um, not being unsolicited advice, but just in general, if you have an issue with us, just tell us. Um, I will not, like I said, I don't pick up on people's emotions. Yeah. I was wondering yesterday, though, like, why my dad was telling me, to, like, usually when I watch TV, he lets me put it as loud as I want. Recently, he was like, Sam, put it down. And I was like, okay. Now I'm like, makes sense. Mm. Mm. Things are adding up. Mm. Yeah. I I relate to that. I, I just think in general, if anyone has an issue, like if you're in the middle of an argument or whatever, just just say your piece because otherwise lots of people won't understand. They just won't understand. So 
uh, and that's on neurodivergency. Hi! <laughs> Can't even say I'm surprised at this point. I mean, I'm not even joking. This week, I was talking to someone, and their parents acted, I'm going to be very vague about this, but just in a certain way, and I was like, yeah, they're neurodivergent, and they're like, yeah, I know, we know this, we both know this, everyone knows this, and I was like, yeah, but even if you didn't say anything, I would still know based on the way they act. And I don't mean that in a judgy way. I just mean like kind of like if someone walked into my room and they see that it's messy, whereas if they walked into my workplace, they'd see it, it was clean. They know that I'm a stable person, but in terms of like organizational space and just general motivation to deal with this right now, I am at an all time low. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. So. Should we move on to Forgotten Figures before we get into the deep rant? <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. So, today I have a pretty interesting character. Mm-hmm. Today we have Mr. Yasuke. I think that's how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. Um, almost 500 years ago, a tall African man arrived in Japan. He would go on to become the first foreign-born man to achieve the status of a samurai warrior and is the subject of two films currently being produced by Hollywood. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I will research and tell give Sandra the names of the films, so if you're interested in looking at them, you can. Yes, please. But I'm pretty sure you can just search up Yasuke films, and you'll come up with two or three. Mm-hmm. So, known as Yasuke, the man who was a warrior who reached the rank of samurai under the rule of Oda Nobunaga, a powerful 16th century Japan feudal lord who was the first of the three unifiers of Japan. Yes. Because before that, Japan was kind of split into like several different unities. Yes. But by the 16th century, they were like, let's just become a country. Yeah. So in 15 uh, in 1579 mm-hmm. his arrival in Kyoto, the capital at the time, caused such a sensation that people were like literally killing one another, climbing over each other and crushing each other just to get a look at him. Well, according to historian Lawrence Winkler, and he was obviously people seeing how strong he was, they're like Let's get you in a suit of armor, mate. And within a year, he managed to join the upper echelons of Japan's warrior class, the samurai, which it often takes five or six years for people to achieve. Mm-hmm. So before long, he was able to speak Japanese fluently and was riding alongside Nobunga, who was the chief at the time, in battle. Like he had such a high honor. Um, he was described as six foot six Shaku Tusan, which is about six feet two inches. Mm-hmm. He was black and his skin was like charcoal, a fellow samurai described in his diary in 1579. So the average height of a Japanese man at the time was five feet two inches. Mm-hmm. So you can see the incredible height difference. Mm-hmm. So he towered over most people and this was generally because people at the time had worse nutrition. But there's no record of who he actually was before he came to Japan. Like, he has no birthday, he has no country of birth. Um, Many think he came from perhaps Mozambique or Ethiopia or even Nigeria. But what is known is that he arrived in Japan with an Italian Jesuit named Alessandro Valignano on an inspection tour. Oh, wow. And... He's only appears in recorded history between 1579 and 1582. 
and he became a great warrior for Japan. He fought alongside them. He had friendships with loads of warlords because people were like, we don't want to get on the bad side of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he fought many important battles. He was there uh, helping Nobunga become the top chief. Um, but he was also there on the fateful night, one of Nobunga's generals, Akichi Mitesu Hyde turned against him and set the warlord's palace alight, trapping oh. Nabunga in one of the rooms. Nabunga then ended his life by performing seppuku, which is a ritual suicide. Mm. Um, before he killed himself, he asked Yasuke to decapitate him and take his head and sword to his son. And this is the highest honor any samurai could have, to be the second to someone who's about to perform seppuku, especially someone like Nabunga. Yeah. So, with the fall of Nabunga, um, obviously, not everyone was open-minded at the time. The next guy to take over exiled him because he said, you should have never been a samurai in the first place. You're not Japanese and you're black. So, after that, um, he kind of just disappeared from history and no one really knows what happened to him. Mm-hmm. But many people he has lived on through the imaginations of many japanese warriors and japanese children who kind of thought of him as this legendary god and to this day he's you can uh still hear his name in many of the japanese legends and actually one uh entertainment industry newspaper variety reported that in may of 2018 2019 yes that black panther actor chadwick boseman was going to play yasuke in a forthcoming feature film and it will be the second uh, second one to be produced and in 2017 hollywood studio lionsgate announced it was also developing a film on the life of yasuke so we have to see how both of those will come out but yeah that's the man I'm so glad you brought Yasuke uh, to this podcast. Just um, calling back to when you said 1582, I think that was around the time shortly after the printing press and stuff. So it would make sense why things like um, Country of Origin and stuff might not be as noted down. Uh, So I just thought that was really cool, but also... To be a samurai in that time already very interesting. To be a person of color with great strength and be given such honor is very cool. Yeah. And I'm very excited to look into those movies because I've actually been on quite the movie binge with my family. <laughs> so I might get into that later. Thank you so much. Uh, You're welcome. So uh, before I get into the like the big discussion. Uh, I just want to say on our Instagram story, I posted a while back and I asked, um, how's everyone feeling this week? Because I just wanted to see if we'd get any responses. Because some people just don't want to talk about it. Um, But no, but uh, we actually got one response from one of our great friends and she said, uh, what is it? I'm feeling very appreciative of all the lovely people in my life. And I thought that was so sweet and I'm so happy for them and I was so happy for everyone and I hope everyone is getting a little bit of happiness this week. <sighs> now, without further ado, let me channel my inner rant mode. 
Ooh, it's time for the big discussion. So, hold on. I don't even know how to start this. So. Where do we start? Well, in America, there was, <laughs> there was a, a significant shooting this week. Um, pretty sure a lot of people heard about it, about um, uh, six Asian Americans um, dying in a spa yeah. shooting. Um, some people have done amazing tributes to them, even on their Instagrams. I think, uh, the eavesdropper, um, posted like photos of every single person as much as they could and gave a little brief description of them as in, uh, what they like to do in their free time, how long they were working there, uh, quotes from their family. And I thought that was really good. And in the end they said, uh, we love you, uh, uh we see you like you know yeah. kind of like as a um what is it rest in peace yeah. sort of fashion and i really like that but it really um highlights to me as if many other things didn't the racial bias that is currently yeah. happening with uh, asian people across the world and it's really angering me deeply because i don't see any need for it yeah, um, I'm not sure if you follow her. Um, she's a great comedian on TikTok. Her name is like uh, Yolina Dong or something. Yes. Yeah, her. Yeah. Um, she pointed out something uh, that I realized that I realized a long time ago, but I hadn't really thought about it. She was like, um, Asian people have always been targeted for <laughs> for a while, ever since the virus came out, mm-hmm. because they've been blamed for the virus Mm -hmm. and now it's just starting to rise again because she did say that when her parents go out or even another one of my favorite tiktokers um her name's aisha ray i think she says it's breaks her heart when her mother has to come into her room and tell her like she loves her and all that before going out for groceries you know in case she doesn't make it back yeah which is really heartbreaking to hear it's very it's very upsetting um it's like, very it's so stupid you can't blame a race of people for a virus that no happened. um i've seen this called in question a lot like for example uh you know with the um, the typhoid fever and how they called it the spanish flu and stuff like that like stuff like that just doesn't make sense to me because I'm like, yeah, exactly. there, there is a scientific name. There, one person just happened to, uh, what is it? One person just happened to contract it. Sorry, go on. <laughs> I'm sorry. In case you're wondering, yeah, they were talking about Minecraft because they have nothing better to talk about. I'll tell you about Minecraft later, but it's actually very wholesome, so I'll tell you about it later. Cool. Um, but what is it? I lost my train of thought. Spanish flu. Spanish flu. Yes, I don't understand why people do that because there's a scientific name, there's a scientific reason, but instead people choose to blame it on stupid stuff. Yeah. And it's just bare minimum lack of public decency and lack of compassion for people. Exactly. Um, like, yeah. Have you died? Oh my god. Uh, I, 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 I,
I might as well ask your sister, can you give us the Minecraft update before you go, I guess? Like, what? what? I don't know what they're talking about. There's, she died in Minecraft or something. I have oh, no that's idea. really I sad. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll talk about it later. Anyways, um, I was talking about public decency and lack of compassion than you were going through. So go ahead. Okay. Yeah, like I was saying, it's. I don't understand when people don't give viruses or any disease their proper name. They always give it a nickname, and I'm like, that's a bit insulting, isn't it? Yeah. Like the Ebola virus, right? Yes. I've had. I've had people in my vicinity, people, my neighbors and something, call it pretty atrocious names I will not repeat. Yes. And I'm like, just call it what it is. It's the Ebola virus. It's nothing more than that. You can't blame it on the on a race of people who probably, who might not even have anything to do with it. Exactly. Exactly. It's just, to say the least, bare minimum, it's ridiculous. And, and that's yeah. it. And that's, and that's it. Yeah. Like... For example, um, when my dad kind of goes out and he goes to like fill up the car with petrol and stuff, he just asks, oh, do you need anything? I'm going to go fill up the car with petrol. Uh, and we're like, no, we don't need anything. Thank you. Bye bye. Like, and that's cool and all. But then, for example, if we're going for a walk or something, it's different. And we say, look, I'm going for a walk. Do you want to come with me? I'll be back in 10 minutes. Like that already is very different, <laughs> and usually yeah. we, we usually my dad won't go for a walk. Um, like a few months ago, he wouldn't. He would go now because he just wants to feel more in shape. He wants to like feel better, serotonin level and all. But it's very different. Your parents giving you a reassuring comment like that, as opposed to "Hi, I love you. I'm going to work." Yeah. Like, that's so scary. Like, if my parents did that, I would be terrified. Yeah. And uncomfortable because I don't like when people tell me they love me. It's creepy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I, like I've always thought, um, when I heard of people being targeted, like Asian people being targeted because they were being blamed for the virus, I always thought, well, what if it originated in America? Yeah. Did you target Americans? Yeah, like hypo like hypothetically, would there be as many nicknames? Would there be as much blame? What? Exactly. Like, that's what I mean. It's like the classic thing of, you know, when a court case happens, and if you switched up the gender roles, or if you switched the story even slightly, would you be outraged? And if you are, you should take a deep look at yourself and say, why are you not outraged? in the beginning, if you are, when the yeah. changes are made. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing I have to remark, though, is that uh, with the six Asian, I think, eight per people in total that were murdered, um, a lot of the people on online that are either just doing a tribute and stuff, they're focusing on the victims and not saying the, uh, cr the criminal's name. And I yeah, think that's very positive. Brilliant. Yeah. Because yeah. I've always seen, and I found myself doing this a couple of years back, and I'm kind of glad I stopped as well, is 
when you think of true crime, the first thing people usually remember is the serial killer's name or the murderer's name. They don't remember the victims. It's true. Like, it's true. everyone knows who Ted Bundy is, but name his victims, you could hardly get someone to name all of them. Yeah. Two or three, maybe. Exactly. Exactly. So I always feel when there's something like this happening, we should not, we shouldn't lean towards naming who the killer is because everyone knows who he is. There's no need to say it. Yeah. Let's be like the people in Harry Potter will not like them, but no. And <laughs> he, they who shall not be named. And yeah. Remember the victims. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I was gonna say. I wanted to remark on the case of Kitty Genovese uh, for that um, response. Kitty Kitty Genovese, I know I told you about her, but I don't know if you've researched about her. Just want to know. What do you know about her? Do you know anything? Not too much, no. Okay. So essentially, uh, Kitty Genovese was a woman who was a lesbian at the time, uh, killed in Italy quite a long time ago and uh her case formed the basis of what psychologists created known as the bystander effect which which basically means if uh a general crime or mal uh, or a bad act is being carried out that bystanders no matter the numbers will most likely not intervene oh yeah yeah, I have heard of this effect, yeah. Uh, recently, people have... Uh, I say recently. I just I heard a podcast about this. I did some research into it. I don't know how recent this was. Uh, but people called into question the amount of reporting on this. Because basically, if you don't know, uh, this crime happened. And then two weeks later, a local New York newspaper, because it happened in New York, she was actually Italian-American, sorry. I said she was killed in Italy. She was not. She was killed in New York City. Uh, Italian-American, I think this was the 1960s. I'm not completely sure. Don't quote me on that. Um, But basically, the crime happened. She was stabbed and died from asphyxiation. Um, And apparently, who reported, who called the police was uh, someone who was intoxicated. Now, it was reported two weeks after, and they said that out of 32 uh, bystanders, no one called the police and stuff. Uh, what would you like to say to that? What do you think are the issues? Hmm. I'm going to answer this responsibly and not how my brain is telling me to respond. But I think it's kind of, it's really de- dehumanizing, really. Mm-hmm. I mean... I don't know if this is just my thinking, but if I saw someone in trouble, I wouldn't look at who they were, what color they were, what ethnicity, even if they were my enemy. If I saw someone in trouble, my first thought is help them, destroy them later if they're horrible. I've heard this as well. Um, If you're ever in trouble, and it's really sad to hear this, but if you're ever in trouble, like in a very... I don't know how to phrase this. Um, if you're in a sexual situation you do not want to be in, you should apparently never scream that you're being raped because people will not help you then. Apparently you should always scream you're either being attacked 
or fire or something because people are more lenient towards helping them. Yeah. And that's actually really sad to hear. That's really that even sad. in a situation that's happening to you, you can't say what's happening to you. Yeah. I will delve more into this uh, once I talk about Katie Genovese. Um, but I completely agree with you. And I think that's really good advice. Um, Kitty Genovese, the wrong thing that happened with reporting is that, like you said, if I was a bystander, I would either make sure the victim was okay or help them. So that in of itself, we all agree. Yeah, you think you do that. And I think that's the truth. Uh, but at the time, um, the person who called the police was not only intoxicated, but was a gay man. The victim was a lesbian. Uh, and also, uh, I say call, but 911 didn't exist yet. Right. This was essentially an area that was not the suburbs, but was actually a lot of immigrants. So you're right. trying to tell us that 32 individuals uh, heard or saw what happened and didn't report it? Even though this person was Italian-American, uh, had a partner, was living in the area with their partner, and was killed, I think, in an alleyway, or was killed, like, pretty much on their own. But you're saying 32 individuals in the surrounding area wouldn't have either heard or seen or called or in any way just noticed that they were missing. Sketchy. So that's why... Yeah, it doesn't add up, and... What do we always say? If things don't add up, do the math. Yeah, do the math. They're not. They're not true. Not gonna yeah. balance. Not gonna balance. It definitely makes me think that some there were definitely more calls done, but they weren't included in that report. Exactly, and then. I think what was also called into question was, yes, there was 32 people, but they were either in a part uh, close to the scene, but wouldn't be able to hear anything, or they wouldn't have the visibility, or, you know what I mean? It was always a lot of circumstances. So the yeah. fact that something like this was noted in a psychological response and was completely manipulated, just doesn't yeah. uh, bode well but also i just wanted to call into question because this was new york city new york city is still very diverse mm -hmm. and we remember like when covid19 started um new york went into lockdown pretty much immediately and yeah. i just thought about how uh shootings happen in america all the time and it's very horrible and how they're usually targeted towards minorities, either women, uh, Asian Americans, immigrants of any kind, or especially and heartbreakingly, children. Yeah. And it's because it's always been seen throughout history. When you want to hurt someone, you always target what's close to them. Even someone who might not have any connection will always feel because it's a human instinct for younger ones. Yes. That's why terrorists and just awful people always think, if I want to hurt people, I target the children. Yeah. I was going to say, um, I said this to my brother a while back, 
how I didn't want... I, I said to my brother, I don't know under what circumstances. I don't know if I said it to Emma as a joke or whatever conversation we were in. It was a few months back. But I said, I'm sick of my body being weaponized. And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, because if you look at war crimes, if you look at everything, they target the women and the children. They use the women and the children to create uh, more people that are their background based on their characteristics, based on whatever they want. And... Yeah. And we don't need that. We just need more peace and quiet and people yeah. actually working together. In terms yeah. of what you said about uh, sexual assault, I think that's very apt to talk about. Uh, at the moment, we keep talking about this 97% of people who have been sexually harassed. A slight percentage of that report it. A slight percentage of that are also assaulted. And then about 3% are unharmed. Yeah. And I don't even know the statistics of successful, like people who've been assaulted, reported it, and have actually come out a better person. Yeah. <laughs> that percentage, I don't even know if it exists. Yeah, I know. Because um, I know for a fact um, I didn't report mine, yeah. any of them. Yeah. And... Uh, a part of me regrets it, but then a part of me is also kind of happy I didn't report it. I don't I, I don't know if that's a good thing, but I know for a fact that my first thought when it happened, well, not my first thought, but <laughs> thinking about it later, I definitely thought, if I report this, it's going to get blamed on me. Yeah. And I was like 14 at the time, and I realized this. I was like, if I report it, my entire... Muslim community is going to blame me. Yeah. My friends and family are going to blame me. Yeah. The police are going to blame me. Yeah. So it's better that I keep this inside. And it's heartbreaking when you think about it. Like a 14-year-old girl who has just gone through something she should never have gone through yeah. has thought, I can never tell anyone because I'll get blamed. Yeah. I, um, I actually have a similar story. It's funny that, it's not funny, but it's very coincidental that it happened to us when we were 14. Um, I was harassed. I, uh, it did not go to, to a significant point. Uh, but at the time, I felt very vulnerable and I felt like it could escalate at any moment. Um, I just want to give some brief details because... I feel like some people don't understand what victim blaming is and don't understand that when someone comes for forward with a story, the likelihood that they're lying, very slim. Mm -hmm. um, you talked about bringing a book on your walk. Um, when I was 14, I was reading a book. I was wearing a school uniform. And at the time, it was the first day or the first week that I was actually walking by myself. Uh, from school um, my f family gave me that liberty because I was in second year of school they thought that I could handle it and it was just very convenient um, it was during the daytime I passed by a bridge I was still reading my book someone called out to me uh, they said sorry um, I don't know what they were talking about so I ignored it until it was repeated more than once then I turned and I was harassed. Um, I was 14. I was in a uniform. I was on my own. No one was on the street and it was daytime. 
No one asks to be harassed, to be assaulted, or to be attacked. Yeah. And if you don't know that, you really need to call into question uh, and kind of look at yourself, maybe read a bit more, maybe watch some documentaries and think about why you don't believe in a certain victim. Because obviously there are some situations where someone could be lying. If I was to call into question anyone or uh, say anyone that comes to mind, there's a certain celebrity that divorced their um, husband and they're both celebrities. And a lot of people are calling into keep saying calling into question i'm sorry uh a lot of people are replaying the details talked about in the court case and some things just add don't add up and i will be the first to say that uh it doesn't matter matter your gender you can be abusive in different ways yeah and i know which case you're talking about and i have to admit from the start um i mean i've always thought that you should hear both sides yes when i first heard this case my initial thought was something doesn't feel right here yes and i first wanted to lean towards the woman because perhaps she was right perhaps i've been thinking about because i adore this person perhaps i'm wrong Mm -hmm. but the further i looked into it the further it didn't add up and when i heard what the ruling was um of this case and i heard that the judge said it couldn't have possibly been the woman because she's a woman. They don't do that. I just thought, well, doesn't that show a lot? Yeah, I don't want to get into trouble uh, for this, but even recently, uh, the court case was settled to a point. And how it was settled was a significant amount of money was supposed to go to a local uh, abuse center for women and the person who as seen as the defendant uh, I think defendant or the person yeah. they, they're accusing um, put the money to the charity and the other person was supposed to put their money in as well and that was not yeah. achieved Yeah. Um, this person has the means to achieve that and chose not to and I think further evidence even shows that they lied about it, which is worse. Yes. So that's just to show that um, we are not basing abuse based on gender. We're talking about percentages and we're talking about what happened to us. Uh, yeah. But if in any way you are affected by this or you have seen people that have gone through this, you understand how you have to learn and you have to coach yourself out of these circumstances and that's simply saying oh they shouldn't have been wearing that they shouldn't have been walking on their own they shouldn't have been on their own they should have told someone they shouldn't have been listening to music um they should have had a red alert they should have they should have reported it they should have um acted differently in court is not helpful there's so many circumstances when it comes to it like your instance you weren't you weren't wearing anything flashy and just like me you were also wearing your uniform yeah and And for those who don't know our uniform consisted of a shirt that uh, specified our age it didn't say our age but you would know from a difference of color if you were a senior or a junior 
yeah, we, and wore, we were wearing junior shirts. We were wearing junior shirts. We had a jumper with our school crest. Our skirt was past our our um, knees. Like halfway calves. Mine was at my ankles because I was a short child then. Yes. Uh, tights on or short socks. Really, the only thing you could see was our face. Uh, maybe a tiny bit of our leg that wasn't even attractive. <laughs> And, um, you know, our general form. Yeah. And for me, you couldn't even, like, um, for me, literally, all you could see is my face. And not even my whole face, because I used to do my scarf like this. So all you saw was my eyebrows and mouth. Yeah, you Um, couldn't see much. No, no. And uh... (laughs) And still, it happens. Yeah. And also, oh, I, I forgot to tell you, I did try to report it. Uh, I don't know if I told you this, actually. Um, What happened was I was harassed by someone who was in a car and was parked. Um, I ran home. I told my family who happened to be home. And then we drove to the area. We took photos of a car that I thought was the car. But I didn't remember a license plate. And there wasn't anyone on the scene. So I couldn't confirm that. And then a few weeks later, another girl was harassed by what I'm pretty sure was the same man and luckily that was reported so I don't know what it was about the circumstances but more than one person was a victim to the same guy in the same circumstances and it took another man or another individual to be on the street to notice this happen because the street uh, was not filmed there was not CCTV it was just a common uh, area so I was both very happy that it was taken care of, but at the same time, I was so frustrated. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just, just a lot. <sighs> yeah, it's it's not exactly easy to talk about, nor is it easy to relive. No. I think that's the main reason why I don't go to therapy, so I don't have to think about it. I mean, I have enough of it in my nightmares. Yeah. I I go to therapy to try to um, unlearn destructive behaviors. Like, a lot of these things have acted as a confirmation bias, where since I was very young and stuff, it became a fear. Like, oh, I... I can perfectly walk on the street by myself. I just choose to bring other people. Or I can wear whatever I want. I just choose not to wear dresses because um, it's too dressy and my friends don't wear dresses. And it's just a lot. I just rather wear jeans. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I realize I do the exact same thing. Like, people always ask me, like, why do you carry a knife? Why is your resting face so horrible? And I'm like, I, it's just the way I am. I like John Wick, that's why. I carry a knife because John Wick does. Exactly. Horrible... Yeah, go on. Yeah, I have a horrible resting face because John Wick does. Yeah. It's totally not because of what happened to me. What are you talking about? I'm perfectly stable. I'm, um, what is it? Yeah, I listen to music sometimes, but I don't carry a book with me now. Why? Because no one reads when they're walking on the street. Yeah. Um, what is it? 
I don't feel overprotective over my friends when they're going with me to town and then ask them to text me when they get home. And I don't get panicked when they don't text me because they forgot. Yeah, and totally, like, it's not like I make sure I always have a backpack so my hands are always free. Yes. And I'm constantly looking around like I'm on the run from the police, which has led me to some very awkward situations with people. Yes. Oh, and I'm not scared of the police. No. I'm not terrified of them at all. No. Hi. <laughs> We're um, two best friends who had very different circumstances that are very similar. Uh, welcome to our podcast, where we talk about advocacy while making jokes to make ourselves feel a little better. Because we can't handle processing our emotions. Yes, yes. Um, so I don't want to end on a harsh note, so I'll say some things that I have learned. Um... I've learned that doing a podcast is really great. <laughs> it's really great. Uh, shout out to Missy and Chrissy who followed us. And I actually listened to their trailer and they sound so cool. Uh, their podcast is about awkwardness. And I really, I'm looking forward to more episodes. Um, so cool. Uh, other people who have been harassed in my family have acted in different ways. At all times I've felt supported and have uh, felt happy enough to be open with my friends even a few years after the event. So, yeah. Anything you'd like to tell me about your life or that you've learned, not from this event, but in general? <laughs> um, I think this is pretty cynical of me to say, and I feel like it's going to contradict everything you just said, but... I've always felt that I can depend on no one, not my family, not my friends, not anyone I love, no one but myself. That shows, that shows a lot of growth to admit that, though. I appreciate that. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I don't know if you'd be offended if I said this. No, go I know, ahead. Um, a few of my friends were like, that's mean. That's horrible of you to say, but we get it. Um, but I feel like if I were to suddenly never to see you again, never see my family, I feel like I wouldn't be too heartbroken. And I don't know if that's just because I'm cold. Um, not to be a shrink about it, um, I don't have a degree in psychology, but I think it's a coping mechanism, so I'm cool with that. I think, um, you're too afraid of, um, getting hurt by people by being too vulnerable. So your body's like, yeah, they're cool people and all, but if I suddenly don't have people around me, I'm cool. Yeah, I'm just going to nonchalantly find my nails. I'm grand. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think it contradicts it. I just think it shows different personalities and different uh, life, um, what is it, memories and circumstances, you know? Something we do not have in common. Yeah. Uh... So without further ado, the podcast is over. Uh, never going to happen again. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Both of us just stare at each other. Yeah. Uh, last episode. We're done. We're done. Uh, cool, cool. Uh, just ends it here. It doesn't even go into mixtape of the week. Nothing. Just post it. Barely a description. 
Oh god. Oh, that felt good. That felt good. Oh god. Now, should we move on to Mama Mixtape of the Week? Yes. Yeah. Oh, actually, I have to ask you this is a personal question. You had a letter that I'm supposed to give to someone. Are you giving it to me or sending it to me? Sending it. Sending it. Okay. Yeah. Have you sent it yet? I have not started yet. Okay, cool. cool. I will send it eventually. I've just been caught up in work this week. Yeah, you just got to send it before April because I'm going sometime in April. Okay, yeah, I'll probably send it by the end of, like, by Wednesday. You'll probably have it next week. Cool. Do I have permission to open it? The seal will be broken then. Okay, so I won't. I won't. I won't <laughs> open it. Okay. okay. I just need to make sure. Okay. Yeah. Remind me later to ask you about a letter. It's uh, to, to tell you about a letter. It's not about okay. this. Cool. Uh, so it's time for. Oh wait. Yeah. It's time for mixtape of the week. What do you have for me? This week I have. Another podcast. Oh my god! Another podcast to outcompete us! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> no, Actually, go ahead. I think we're better than this podcast. <gasps> we have more episodes. Yes. Finally, I'd like to thank my family, the Academy. <laughs> go ahead. Um, it's called uh, Death, Dying, and Other Things. Ooh. And it's like a weird fiction podcast. Okay. Um, I think they started around 2019 or 2018, sometime around that. Yeah. But they only release one episode per month. Okay. So we have more, obviously. Obviously. And it's a pretty interesting one. It's um, It's like fiction stories, but they add a little twist at the end mm -hmm. like it's always like an open ending and oh that yeah. kills but it's so cool at the same time yeah like one of the ones that uh, one of the episodes i was recently listening to was about this couple who goes on vacation and something's just haunting them the whole time and then oh. they disappear oh uh, man yeah okay so I definitely recommend this podcast if you like fiction stories and if you like a little bit of horror in them. Death, dying, and among other things is very good. That's so cool. Um, I also have a podcast. Okay. Okay. So I have two. I have uh, you're wrong about this, which basically takes which uh one. Two journalists, I think, or two writers. Uh, I think they're both American. Uh, Sarah and Mike, if I'm not completely wrong. Um, they're the ones I uh, listened to their podcast briefly and researched about Kitty Genovese. But basically, they take common crime story like um, the death of Princess Diana um, and like a common figure um, in history and stuff. And basically tell you how the history books wrote it wrong and tell you the facts about the situation 
so you uh what is it uh you're wrong about this or I'm what you're wrong about about. let me see it. let me see if i can look this up you're wrong about this wrong about this you know me i love a good wrong history podcast i know i mean horrible histories anyone <laughs> Can I just say, that show went downhill after season five. Oh my god, okay. No, we're definitely going to have an episode about it. Uh, the podcast is called You're Wrong About. Sorry, I was adding a this, okay. but it's You're Wrong About. And uh, three weeks ago, their episode was The Dark Knight. So, we love a bit of spice. Um, I'll tell you their synopsis, their little description. Um... Mike and Sarah are journalists obsessed with the past. Every week, they reconsider a person or event that has been miscast in the public imagination. Uh, their names are Michael Hobbs and Sarah Marshall. So, very cool. Very excited. Nice. Now, do you want to continue with the other one, and I'll just be back in five minutes? Yes, of course. Of course, not of curse. Of course. Uh, the next podcast that I have to talk about is by Nicole Perkins uh, podcast. Okay, the next podcast I need to talk about is Nicole Perkins, N-I-C-H-O-L-E Perkins. Uh, the podcast that I'm talking about is actually her own podcast. Uh, not the first aid kit, but the... A recent podcast that she has is called This Is Good For You. And This Is Good For You, uh, Nicole talks about personal hobbies uh, that are good for her and that other people uh, she knows like. So um, the first episode I actually listened to was her third episode. Uh, It talked about plants. Uh, She talked about how she couldn't grow plants and uh, even succulents and stuff died on her. But she has been learning more about them and how to grow them. And then she talked about one of her friends who is also a music producer, I think. And he talks about all the plants he started growing, uh, how he moved to one place to another and kept them alive. And I just think that's really cool. Uh, Other than that... I would consider uh, You Can Sit With Us by, uh, yes, I have a third podcast. I'm sorry. I'm just all in the ball this week. My third podcast. So the first one I talked to you about, the second one is This Is Good For You, and it's by Nicole Perkins. Uh, She talks about um, hobbies that she really likes that are getting her through. Uh, I actually didn't start in chronological order because I'm spicy. I actually went to her third episode where she talks about plants. And she basically talked about how uh, every single plant she had would die. It didn't even matter if it was a succulent or a cactus, it would die. Uh, But how now she was given like an aloe plant and stuff and she learned how to help them and to actually grow plants. And I think Leah, our friend, our mutual would love that podcast. Uh, even just that episode and other people could like it as well Uh, she talked about uh, cross stitching I think as well which is kind of like embroidery kind of and she talked about I think horse riding 
if I'm not completely wrong. So yeah, and if you like that, she also has other podcasts and other creative works. What's really cool about it is that she interviews someone who also has the same hobby as her. So you see like two different people's perspectives, which is cool. Uh, The next podcast I have is You Can Sit With Us. I got more into it because I learned about one of the co-hosts in it, Rachel. Uh, Her story about being a cancer survivor in her 20s, how that impacted her life, how she was on experimental uh, chemotherapy, uh, and how they don't even do that sort of chemotherapy now, and how she has kids, even though she didn't think she was going to have them. Like, Just a really long, like, one-hour podcast, and you're like, how can someone get through so much? You know? Uh, what else have you got for me? Um, I haven't got too much. I mean, in the podcast section, that's pretty much all I have. Yeah. Um, what else? I am watching uh, Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Yeah. To say. It's brilliant. Is if it? You yeah. Watched it, you should watch it. I'm actually um, glad you brought that up because um, for those of you who don't know, my partner is um, a Star Wars fan and Hosan actually asked them if they watched Star Wars before. Meanwhile, this person has a poster on their wall of Star Wars. Which I saw 10 seconds after they said that they liked it and I was like, hmm, should have picked up on that. Yeah, and uh, apparently I'm going to watch it with them soon enough so Hosan's like yay I can finally talk to someone else and Halima is just listening to this and he's like for god's sake can we just start a group chat or some kind of conversation about it yeah in terms of um Minecraft uh I'm just gonna say Minecraft is adorable I've watched TikToks about it. I'm sorry, Aiden has gotten me stuck into it. I saw someone surprise their partner with the, you know, the song that Steve and Peggy dance to? They surprised their partner with a room to dance in. And in Minecraft, it played that song. So you can't tell me that that isn't brilliant. Okay, first things, um, can we just accept that Aiden is a friend who will pull you into some things because she's managed to pull me into Star Wars and she's managed to pull you into Minecraft, TikTok. Yeah. So she's definitely going to be the friend who pulls us into jail. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> it's just a fact. Like, let's be honest. Um, Aiden is completely a great person. She wouldn't actually commit a crime. But in metaphorical sense, she would. What? She'd be the reason we commit the crime. Yeah. Like, should I know as much as I know about baby Grogu? No. No. Did I ask to have my standards increased to having someone who looks and acts like Obi-Wan Kenobi? No, I did not. No. Did I ask to be invested in Star Wars in my 20s? When the whole time none of my family actually watched it no did my family ask for them to be dragged into star wars because i dragged about them no. no yeah oh also just a thing for your partner in case they don't know but they probably do know because they do watch star wars david tennant is a guest star in two episodes i bet you they know they love david tennant 
I'm sorry I talk about my partner so much on this podcast. I know that uh, some people may be upset by that. Trigger warning, happy couples. Like, I... So horrible. They are pretty cute. They are the... They are the... No. Let me think. I know the perfect Star Wars couple. Oh, okay. I'll give you Wanda and Agatha. Yes. Wanda and Agatha. Spoiler for Halloween. And they are the Luke and Han. Oh, wow. That's yeah. niche. But uh, I don't know if you missed that. Uh, Wanda for Halloween. With a jumpsuit instead of a dress. Or a unitard. So that's what you have looking forward to. Uh, I have a lot more recommendations. But I'm actually going to save it for next week. So, uh, should we go on to, well, we're in a Parisian-style hotel, in the bistro, a bit of sunlight streaming in. I mean, you can basically see the nail polish curing. It's that warm. But we're having some lemonade. We're having a nice meal. But we don't know what meal it is until we look, we gaze onto the corner. We see someone else having such a good meal. Hosan. What should we say to the waiter? I have what she's having, please. Terrible French accent. I'm sorry. <laughs> Beautiful. I'll have what uh, she's having. Uh, fantastic. Fantastic. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> uh, Three year, four years of French paid off. Mon ami, uh, est-ce que vous avez pour manger? Apple. Oh my god, I forget the word for apple in French. Oh! Um, um, palm. Yeah, because potatoes are palm de terre. Yes, yes. Can you notice that we're Irishified when I remember potato, but not apple? Actually, there's a phrase my friend asked me. Um, he, he goes, uh, if you can say there are t- 33 trees, 33,000, no, if there are 33,000 <laughs> trees without messing up your teas, you're not Irish. There are 33,000 trees. See, I thought that too until I started saying it, and I, I couldn't get past the first sentence. It took me two tries. It was there are there are thirty three thousand trees. It still sounds like I'm saying trees. Let me see. There are thirty three thousand trees. Damn it! It's the second really? time that messes you up. Cause then you're yeah. like thirty 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 thirty. Yeah. Like I'm just thinking of thirty. Damn it! We yeah. were firing for a bit. <laughs> So you're going to have an apple. I'm pretty sure you're going to have more, but you're not. You don't know what it is. Yeah. It's something to do with the red meat in my fridge. Cool. And some tea. That's all I know. What about you? That's pretty good. Uh, I actually... It's funny that I said par- Paris and a Parisian bistro. Um, as a pick-me-up, I got my dad a, a pecan a twist. You might put pecan just, twist. Yeah. And I got myself a cinnamon... Uh, a cinnamon roll from Cuisine de France. 
and I'm going to put them in the microwave for a few seconds, going to make us some tea. That's going to be like a little snack and then maybe some bread or a meal after. Yeah. Yeah. Sophisticated as always. I can't believe we ran into extra time. I'm sorry. I was supposed to start early. You were supposed to go pray. I'm sorry. We're good. Are we good? Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Well, uh, as always, I've been Sandra. Welcome to my mixtape. I'm tired. I said it three times now today because I'm exhausted. And you have been. Lausanne, gender bent, Shane Madage. And this has been Capitalism. Thanks. I hate it. I hate it. Um, episode 43? If I'm not mistaken. Um, it's almost hitting a year, but it won't seem like it because I took three weeks holidays and then there was a lot of back and forth about a few times. Uh, but I'm going to try and give us an anniversary episode on the date that our first episode of You and Me hit. Uh, it's probably going to be alive. I'm probably going to be home. Uh, I'll confirm with you, though. Yeah. But other than that, um, it's a rock. Ha <laughs> ha